Hello and welcome to This Contains Garlic. You are here with your hosts, Georgia Garlic and... Mark Garlic. Are you going to sing that? Garlic. Mm-hmm. We are back and to be honest with you, we've had a couple of weeks off and not on holiday, unfortunately. No. Just from having a few mental breakdowns, but we're here. We're here and we're alive. Yeah, we've come out the other side. <laughs> come out the other side of... A few heated arguments and some loss of sanity at some points. Yeah. But what more could you really want? Uh, thriving and surviving. Just the usual. Yeah, literally just the usual. <laughs> anyway, today we are going to be talking all really about uh, our opinions on just training, mm. um, how we train. Uh, There's a lot of questions we always get quite frequently asked because I guess we don't or don't regularly well we do now on our social media but we don't normally regularly show like how you know people train necessarily and it's always the questions that we get asked when it comes to lifting weights and feeling confident in yourself and i think it's just such a massive part of Mm. my life not only for my career but also my mental sanity um and i just feel like people need to learn to love lifting and not olympic lifting i'm talking just lifting resistance training resistance training yeah i think um it's one of those things that has very profound impacts on your mental and physical health and it is to be used in conjunction with other self-care habits i know as an industry and sometimes with clients they tend to really zone in on working out and whether they work out or go to the gym is like the be all and end all of a successful week but that being said the I mean the light bulb moment kind of you see it with every client don't you when they start resistance training and then they start getting into developing their strength and seeing progress they really do have that light bulb moment where that goes off. Yeah, and I would say that, like, you know, it, it, I think we're for weight training, especially, I think women that we work with that are clients, I, I'm going to say specifically women because I would, I would say, and I think Mark would agree with this, that majority yeah. of male clients that we work with or have worked with mm. have either come from like being athletes or professional sports people or mm, yeah very they strong are sporting more, backgrounds uh, yeah. they potentially ha- are pretty in i mean for most men they're pretty in shape mm. most of the men that we deal with yeah. and they tend to be doing it because like they're uh, they're not getting enough from their training to be quite honest with you because they don't know how to structure it they don't know what to do mm. and so they come to us normally with quite a few like niggles aches pains consistent yeah. problems they can't get you know lift more but mm-hmm. So most, as we've always said, like females are like most of our target market, like in the sense of who we train and work with, like, you know, I'd say that 80% of them are women. Mm. And I do wish like more women, and I think we are going through this phases, Mm. but it also then comes down to, I think, how they fall in love with lifting, like who they're their coaches in their mm, corner mm. who is telling them or advising them to do things the best way and i think with some women and like we, we always say with clients it's not every client that comes on board with us is successful like and i think this is also very important to note when we talk about this because mm. this is when i'm like but wait just like just do something just do something and you'll start to see do you know what i mean mm. like how much you enjoy it but if mm. you don't do that just like 
start period where you do feel just a little bit weirdly uncomfortable mm. when you start mm. lifting weights. You're like, what is mm. going on? How much should I be lifting? What should I be doing? And I think that's mm. obviously why we also have quite a large job <laughs> telling people what to do in this. Sure. But I do think that if you don't give yourself the chance to even just like experience it, then you just can't say that it's not like completely life changing because I know more I also women th- now. Sometimes that think that the overall periodization of the vast majority of the general population is not suited to the general population because I still think that everyone's pretty much sticking to the old traditional bodybuilding splits of like chest and biceps, back and triceps, mm. shoulders. And that is, you know, that is going to have a, you know, that cookie cutter approach is going to have an impact on the overall buy-in of the vast general population, especially women, because the vast majority of women want to train their legs and core more than they want to be training. I you know, would say that women don't want to train their legs. What women like to do is think they're training their glutes with like a band and mm. probably do like an excessive amount of abs and then if you're lucky just like because we've started going to spin like mm. once a week and we'll talk about this actually because I think it's important bringing up what you just said about, about the fact that like our industry is run in such a complete fuckery way that mm. like it's hard to like love something when it's all so sporadic mm. and so all over the place mm. And so if we took like spinning for an example, like what runs a spin class is one, how much effort you fucking put in, not like mm-hmm. what the instructor is mm-hmm. telling you to do, but the structure of the class to get mm-hmm. people to do it. Now mm-hmm. we, every Sunday we go quite early in the morning and every Sunday they cycle a different coach, like a different instructor. Yo. And the last time that we went, like, mm. fuck, it was horrible, but there was zero structure. And it was, like, a bit weird. It was like, mm. okay, well, what are we all doing here? Like, mm. I'm not really sure. Like, there was mm. even a man in the class wearing headphones in a place that literally sounded <laughs> as loud as a rave. Like, I could, you could, <laughs> to be honest, this instructor, is any, if anybody's watched White Chicks with the um guy that tries to chat up one of the white chicks mm. men mm. you know the one that has the whistle in the nightclub and yes. he's like got um, his top off i can't remember what his name I is he's a really famous actor yeah. i can't remember anyway he this is what the instructor reminded me of it looked like he just come back from a night out he was wearing like a whole american sort of light suit. But, but can you just imagine being an individual that's gotten out of bed really early on the weekend to drive yourself down to a spin studio to enter into that environment which is loud music and then putting your own earphones in and doing your own workout like what type of individual are you i'm and sorry but you're a man to be fair <laughs> yeah no, i appreciate that it. but like if that was me i would just say sir can you not just go and do that at home so somebody else who is willing willing to participate can uh, no i draw a line sometimes of participating in spin like i will not move my arms don't even fucking think i'm gonna be pressing my chest up and down on a bloody bike like a twat you're not even using any fucking resist like you've got you can't like the whole bopping down and up and moving the arms like, you're not yeah, doing I mean, anything it's hard just enough just cycle. riding yeah if just, you it's actually not hard. it's not hard the arms the arms yeah. is what are we doing this no is but not i'm just saying like if you actually sickness. follow the what the instructor is telling you and you do it to the best of your ability, you haven't got enough energy to go up and down with your arms. Yeah, I mean... The like, reality is, is the vast majority of the people are sat there dawdling is the only way to describe it. Picking their noses, daydreaming, got their iPhones in, 
everything is everyone's just I think you that's know, quite a rich statement to be quite honest. I look at it. the power outage and it and Mark, you distance. Wave, no, but I'm just saying I just look out. like come on. Come on. Like I'm not I'm not a I'm not Chris Hoy. I'm not a professional cyclist. But you if you're doing you one third <laughs> Of 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 you know the work and then your expectations. I think we're only serious are, spinners when we buy the shoes and start click, clipping oh yeah, ourselves. Then you know we've like, gone too far. Just clip ourselves in to be a fucking cunt. Like literally, yeah. like let me just clip myself in and just make sure that I look just so attached. Yeah, to but you got you coming all the way down there to clip in and do an average <laughs> of sixty. Do you know what I mean? Like. It's like the guys when you go to the the golf course and you see them, they have the brand new bag and. 20 grand's worth of clubs and all that kind of stuff and then they line themselves up on the tee box and freshy the ball hit it into the clubhouse all the gear no idea that's the reality yeah of but it. sporting's always like that and men are also like that like we were watching a guy in the gym the other day who's like a, has a has a pt I can't even call it a PT, to be quite honest. I physically can't call it a PT. I just can't. I'm yeah. just, I physically, I don't know what that is. It's just some fucking acquaintance session. I've, I, don't, I can't call mm. that personal training. Mm. Um, anyway, he. You know, it's just about men that think that they know how to golf swing. And if you go to the golf club maybe once a month, if you're lucky and your wife lets you out, um, <laughs> literally... It's like this whole like fake golf swing set up in the middle it. of the gym. You always do. If you are a recreational golfer and you play on a regular basis, you're always practicing your swing at any given moment. You know how to be a twat. Do you know what I mean? Start swinging your arms about with no, like pretending that you know like how your thoracic mobility is meant to run and the fact you feel like that's where you should be strengthening. Oh, stretching. just over here. Just, just, you know, when I'm just in this position over here and it's like, <laughs> mate, you, your hips are... As solid as a concrete block. I know, I know. But like, I guess the, I guess that goes back to like just like what men are like versus women in the sense of that. But like, for example, a woman in the gym asked me, she sent me, well, she sent me like her program that she follows. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I do have quite a few people ask me in the gym. I don't really like, I'd you like to have, keep myself uh, to myself, but after a while it just got kind of a bit annoying. Uh, Everyone really looks up to Georgia in the gym because oh, she uh, outperforms fine. everybody. Yeah, well, <laughs> and I uh, I what did the person say? Everyone speaks so highly of you. Yeah, I'm there in my head going, having like six breakdowns, like, you're a fucking loser. I mean, like, literally, and everybody's like, um, yeah, like, I get it. Like, you know, you don't necessarily see it all the time when, like, women are, like, training at, like, high intensity with with strength training like i'm not talking high intensity of just doing like twatty movements mm. but you know and i guess women are like fuck like i kind of want a piece of that like what do you do and like i'm not too keen on like ever telling people exactly what i do and how i structure my whole sessions because it's entirely down to what my performance goals mm. are and i mm. think that like somebody starting up or not that at the I guess yeah. the level of which I am at my training, like there's no point even getting into how I train. It's more mm. about just learning the basics. It needs to be so, so, so uh, not reduced, but it just needs to be periodized towards. There's so much when people ask me about an exercise, like a woman asked me in the gym, like, how do you do an RDL, like a B stance RDL? And I was like, fuck, I mean, like, where do we start? Right. How long have you yeah. got? Like, let me just show you exactly how you need to learn the movement without even any dumbbells. And mm. I was like getting a stick out, attaching a resistance band. I was like, right, this is how you're going to keep tension 
on about and it was just like I was like I don't even where to stop to be quite honest with you because when you ask me about something that I know very mm. well you know it's just like actually wait no like you don't pay me to coach you I'm just gonna stop mm. now but anyway she, I got sent like her program and going back to what Mark said about just the industry following just such like bodybuilding splits like she mm. said to me I've been following the same structure mm. for two years. I've seen no progression in the sense of like growing my glutes or my legs. Mm. Um, I feel mm. like I completely plateaued. Like, can you look over over this? And I was like, yeah, sure. Mm. And I looked at the program and it was like, yeah, I'm not surprised. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you've got the stereotypical buildup of mm. just like back squats, Knee doing like stuff, yeah. zero kind of like heavy compound, like back movements, mm. lots of like arms, mm. but like mm. you can't Beach expect muscles. to ever be able to be good at like body weight strength movements. Like I would say that I have very strong on my body weight, <laughs> like mm. pull ups, push ups, dips. Like that's something that I is, I'm mm. very strong at, but that mm. didn't come from me just doing dips, pull ups, and push ups. That actually all came from additional strength strength you know additional weight that I lifted and progressed over a long period of time and so actually sometimes I never even did a pull-up ever in training mm. but what mm. I did do was a heavy amount of rowing exercises and I've got a very strong back and I did a lot of heavy like chest work and it kind of matched up to me mm. be able to do how I you know train yeah. now so I think it's very important when women are like a lot of our clients come on board and like, I want to do a pull-up. And mm. I'm like, okay, well, before you jump up and try and do a pull-up, can you just, like, because it's quite demoralizing when you can't do one. I've mm. gone through phases where I can't mm. do a pull-up. Mm. Mark sometimes if it can't do a pull-up. You know, it comes down to so many things. And we spoke about this the other day on our Instagram. It's, it's a lot. Like, pull-ups are something to do with, obviously, like, strength you do need to mm. be at a lot of strength to pull yourself up but it also comes down to body weight mm -hmm. if somebody weighs like absolutely mini like is a mini mini do you know what i mean like you're going to be more likely to be able mm. to pull yourself up self up easier than somebody that is like i'm five foot eight for example like my weight range is not 50 kilos my weight range is on the higher end of the 60s the 70s so like i need to be physically strong on both of my sides to be able to adequately mm. lift my body weight Otherwise, good fucking luck. You can be like the strongest person in the world, but if your mm. body weight is too high, like you will not be mm. able to yeah, lift relative, yourself up. Yeah. I'm sure you'd agree with that, Mark. <laughs> what are you talking about? I can smash some, a couple pull-ups. Couple, yeah, like, but it's also five, about full range. It's full not range of motion. That's the that's the the bold underlined part of the sentence, full range of motion. I want to see straight arms mm -hmm. fully locked up before you even started. You, you aiming this at me or do you want no, to watch I'm, No, I'm just saying in general, like uh, for anybody. No, I know. I'm just, yeah, I know, I know you, you do. Watch me, yeah. I do watch you. Yeah. Play with yourself whilst you're Sometimes. It. Through yeah. my pocket. Oh my God, you... Oh my god, you wondered why there's fucking 11 types of semen all over fucking dumbbells. Do you ever, when you wash the clothes, do you ever find out why I've got holes in my pockets? Oh my god. You have got issues, do you know what I mean? You're just never going to get your willy hard ever, do you know what I mean? Or it is going to be hard, it's just not going to be touched, there's a difference. <laughs> just walk around erect 24 7. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, I'd going back to full range of erectness. <laughs> full range of erections. Um, <laughs> yeah, you need to have your arms locked out, then not flaring, elbows nice and tight, chin up to or over the bar, hold it for a second, all the way down, repeat. Not half bent elbows, bicep curls, yaddy yaddy, swinging your legs. 
oh, fucking of men that. are the worst. But also, go, I'm not going to say, like I said, there's a couple of women in the gym where I just think, I oh, just, please stop doing that. Like, it's just like, I can literally see their, like, scapula about to, like, yeah. just pop out. The thing fucking... is, like, what do you do in that situation? Do you go up to them and say, No, I don't ever, I'm you? never like that either. If you could literally, I could be, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, like, number one, I normally, when I go into the gym, I'm going into the gym for myself and nobody else. So that sounds selfish. It's not. It's my time. Do you know what I mean? Mm. The same with you. Yeah, I don't have the energy in me. Do you know what I mean? And you also don't pay me. Like, there's certain things where I think, you know, what I know and what you know in the sense of exercise, well, from training, strength and conditioning, sports specific, mm, biomechanics, mm. like, I'm sorry, it's highly fucking valuable shit that took us years to mm, fucking no, no, master. Just, it just, some of it just makes my eyes bleed. But, like, men wouldn't take any kind of adjustment. Like, not from, I don't think, well, not. yeah, not from, no, not from a woman, I don't. Especially like, I told one in, of the men in the gym who does, like, the most pathetic half pull-ups. I said, go and do underhand grip full range for me. No, 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 that's a chin-up. I said, no, it's not. Do you know what I mean? That's not a fucking chin-up. I was like, go and do a full range. No, 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 you're not meant to lock out those. Are. No, I was like, yeah, it's because you can't do it and you don't want to show, you know, you don't want to be yeah. shown up. Like You're going from doing your 10 half reps to not to being able to do one yeah and that's the thing is like again like going down to lifting is like it's i do find it like let's let's talk about an exercise that i see a lot of women doing mm, on instagram go on hip thrusts like yes what about they were them? obviously popularized probably like hip thrust popularized in like resistance training about 2016 yeah, 2015 so. 2016 no. That's when the guy that supposedly founded the hip thrust. How do you find a hip thrust? Anyway, like you probably just fucked enough people and realized that was a good position. Um, anyway, a lot of a girls are get very, though. very competitive with each other in the sense of how much weight so-and-so lifts if they're an influencer. And then I need to try and top that, even though you're mm. just a general population that's got no understanding of how your body really moves. And so I see a lot of women like piling on the weights of bars mm, mm. to pretend well to say that they're lifting like hundreds of kilos of hip thrust i'm like you mm. haven't even got full range of motion like how about nail like where the most growth is going to come from in mm. any exercise is you actually working out where you're meant to be feeling that where you're meant to be extending to where you're meant to be flexing mm. to you know and if you don't do mm. that in hip thrust and you short your short change yourself at the top of the range you, you can do that fucking for, for hours if you really want mm. to. You could literally lift up a car, probably. The reality is, is if you don't get full hip extension, there's zero point. So I do see this a lot, ego lifting. Like, what I think there mm. is nothing worse. Nobody thinks it's impressive watching somebody lift a huge amount of weight with the shittest technique or, like, swinging themselves about. Mm. What people probably would respect is somebody or looking at somebody do it with the best form forget the weight do you know what i mean and go oh fuck actually that looks like a good row or a good mm. deadlift or a good mm. hip thrust mm. but instead people are actually do you know what i think i could whack on a couple extra 20s and then mm. it just goes all to tits just because you think in your mm. head you need to be competitive sure i don't know like men i would you agree with that like men i mean men in oh, the it's gym always with me ego, are so competitive ego lifting, it's hilarious yeah. it's always ego lifting I mean, yeah, like the bicep curls. Always, Fuck. always and always. I don't think you can't uh, you can't extract that from the gym experience because that is the way the ecosystem uh, arranges its hierarchy of 
mm. individuals, you know, the strongest and the biggest individuals ideally are, you know, lo uh, looked up to. And then you, you know, you go further down the down the hill to the, the beginners. But generally, yeah. the bigger, the stronger you are, the more clout you have in the gym. And that's just the way it goes. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a fucked up way of thinking of it. But you wonder what... No, actually, because I think if you spoke to, like, a lot of little weedy, small small willy men yeah. in the gym who think that they are... Yeah, they think. They think, yes, they, they think, think it's all about what you think. Yeah, they, no, but they think, they think that, but everybody else doesn't think that. Well... Do you know what I mean? I don't nobody know. Nobody like, thinks that. Nobody Everyone thinks just that, no. no, you're like not in the gym based environment and that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Like you can come down to the gym and be the CEO of Apple, you know, if you're still you know, you can't do a push up and you look like a weirdo, you're gonna get judged. Well, and that's the reality. That. Like how do you get over gym gym confidence? And like I'll still say this time and time again. Like I will say that, okay. So in our gym, for example, there's let's let's do some stereotypes here because I just love to stereotype. Yeah, I love so factually correct people, with yeah. it. So you've got the younger generation who yeah. sit between the ages of seventeen and about twenty-one. Max, yeah, I'd okay? say so. Even, even, even younger, even sixteen, from sixteen to twenty-one. Sixteen to twenty-one. Love the fact you're in the gym lifting, but they're all mm. part of these TikTok mm. influence groups. Okay, so mm. not like they run their own thing. They become. It's kind of fucked up, but it's it's similar to what if anybody was aware of the Southwest or the London. Uh, influencer about back in like 2000 and 15, 14, 14 15, 16. Yeah. The people that were like the OGs of like the fitness sort yeah, of South wellness. West, Southwest London. Southwest London group. Um, yeah, I mean, like all of it. They had used to have groups, and it's really fucked up. But they used to have groups where well, they, they were all in do. it together. Yeah, they probably, <laughs> they probably still, still do. Where they were all in it together, where they effectively, like, when one posted content, all of them would then go and comment on it, which would then bring their engagement and their social status obviously mm. higher. And so, what's happened is they now do the same on TikTok. So the fitness crew that are the younger fitness crew, they're not mm. qualified fitness professionals. They just enjoy fitness. Mm. Mm. All like. Um, yeah, they're all like bum buddies in a little group. Do you mm, know what I mean? Like mm. they, they like they preach and, and that's great. But they're all like fitness people. Yeah. And it's like, oh wow, you, it's the little so community. Good. But I feel like we should, not, we should. Well, shouldn't we be celebrating? Is, that? No, I was about to get to that. Okay. I think it is great, but I do think there's problems with those kind of groups because I think that's where jealousy comes in. Because in mm. any group of people, especially with women, mm. there is a heavy amount of jealousy, and I don't want to anybody to argue that because it's scientifically mm. proven like mm. that most women in friendship <laughs> groups feel threatened or jealous of something that the other one has really? or somebody has wow. so with fitness that whole thing of like oh my god like i'm the best i've got mm. the best ass i've got the best mm. back mm. same works for things like eating disorders like tiktoks fueled that mm. you know what i mean they all get mm. together in a group behind the scenes they can mm. all have a group mm. and people can just communicate in it all the time like just encouraging certain things An now i think chamber, it's yeah. great that you're encouraging these things but when i see these teenagers in the gym they're like heavily pumping energy drinks <laughs> and like vaping outside whilst also trying to like lift like super heavy yeah but not only that they're the tripod crew like the tripod crew that like yeah i think they... it's a coming of an age though i don't i don't necessarily like i just think it's 
it's a natural progression what? of no the... it's a confidence thing nobody that does somebody that has a huge amount of gym confidence can whack out a tripod and video themselves mm. majority of people cannot but my point is is that younger generation think that they own the gym so it's like if you're in the way it's get out of the way and mm. there's no consideration as to like do you mind being in my video like because i'm literally about to video like all of the gym whilst mm. i do this and you're in the fucking way if not mm. or it'll be like are you using this it's mm. like well clearly do you know what well, I mean? lim- the way i see it is like if i'm gonna be in the back of your video i'm gonna outwork you oh god because it's a three-year-old girl do you know what i mean like it doesn't matter <laughs> they must just know who who the alpha male? The, Do you know what lion. stresses me about that group? Is that kind of group of individuals are the only ones that do the double back bicep pose in the mirror. Yeah, it's, that's a bit weird. But I get it. Hold like, underneath I get the it. bum cheeks like, and yeah, wiggle them like, in a video. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like... It's like, what? yeah, do that for Dave down the road. He's on a list. Yeah, he's on, on the a, list. He's on a sectioned list. <laughs> yeah, for Dave to have Looking a quick wank over. Yeah. Oh, no, don't. Because honestly, that's literally mm, what it is. Yeah, I like, know, I know. I I get it. Like it's it's a natural. Anyone who goes to our gyms like likes likes younger women. Of course, all yeah, of them. I was about to say. So all I was just about to say a name. All of them. Like, yeah, all I could name. Hold back. Like, five <laughs> names of right five now. Five names of child touches. Yeah. No, not touches, <laughs> but like five guys that would dabble with. Um, young woman in their teens yeah I there's currently so. a girl that we were told about who's like 15 who's the daughter of like quite a well-known stripper in sorry yeah um well of course she's the daughter of a stripper but i don't think the mum wants the daughter doing this but anyway this this woman's so this girl's so clever she's 15 okay and she's realized that obviously like men are pretty fucking naive mm. online and they buy into pretty much anything when it comes to a female body or mm. having a quick fucking willy touch and so she started saying that like and set up like an only fan situation mm. saying to people that she'll send them like naked photos of herself if mm. you pay and so these men are obviously paying and she's not sending them and then they're like why are you not sending the photo and she's like well i'm going to call the police because i'm 15 and if you fucking harass me anymore mm-hmm. for these photos i'm going to tell the police on you and so now she's just raking no, she's, making, she's making bank <laughs> she's making so much money and the men can't do anything because you know why she's 15 well she's got three years to get enough for a mortgage yeah and, literally uh, get cash feed, rich yeah exactly cash rich so she can diversify her portfolio it's not the fact that a 15 year old's doing that but to be honest with you what i got up at 15 let's not talk yeah but if you can hustle a pedo then you should by all means go for it like i don't think every man that like wants a woman every man who wants to look at pictures of young girls above the legal age how do you know do you know like at 15 i looked much older marks like that yeah i got you from the playground (laughs) (laughs) I looked much, I'm much, much older. I always looked much older. Yeah, that's why Chris said that is, that's when he started losing all his hair. Oh yeah, because you just want to take the piss. I mean, just give another reason for my, my dad. I would be so stressed out if I had a daughter that was 14 and looked 18. I'd well, be really worried. Also, we, I also could go just out. Just in general. I did whatever the general. fuck I wanted to do. That's exactly why. Yeah, I, did. I know. I think and most because of that, that exact could, attitude would. as well, is not necessarily conducive to that age. Nothing. Nothing. Just absolutely nothing. I went to an all boys Catholic school. I was reading the Bible. Shut. I was doing my homework. I was playing cricket, oh playing God. rugby. Fuck off. You know? Fuck off. Just I was doing my homework. Did, Did you yeah, ever do I was any a, homework? I was a diligent uh, student. 
Mark, you wouldn't know because you can't really classify Zimbabwean education as diligent. It's the same as it's the same education that you got. It was British. No, British education. You did O levels. Yeah, Cambridge, Oxford. No, you didn't do Cambridge and Oxford. We did. Smart. We did. A- we did. Can you please Google AQA it? AQA and anything AQA. GCSE, like O levels. A levels and A levels was written by Cambridge. You were not on the Cambridge. Car- you were not. I wasn't either. Yeah, Mark, because you were not qualified to be going to Oxford or Cambridge. Can I Fuck pass me, me my phone? Not it wasn't qualified. It was the curriculums written by Cambridge. <laughs> what, just like the Cambridge Dictionary? You believe that that's the same curriculum they would do at like Cambridge University? That you were that intelligent, you would even have gone well, into that? Why would it be? It's. Did just... you ever want to go to a uni like that? No. No, Mark no, I didn't want to go to uni because I thought I was going to fail. Because after school, I was just I failed over miserably it. at school. Yeah, I failed so it. miserably at school. I'm so happy to talk to everyone about how badly I failed. In fact, on our road currently, um, where we live, they're currently doing a cycling proficiency exams. They're doing it literally right now. And they were doing it yesterday. And it just brought back these flashbacks, traumas, because I was the only one out of the whole group of cycling proficiency that got failed. And it only came down to, not that I couldn't pedal a bike, because I didn't know my right and left. So I failed. And I was the only one in the group, and I was so sad, like so. Did people make fun sad. of you? Did they well, yeah, it gave me the fear of life. But now look at me spin, do you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. No, but we're going e-biking this weekend, aren't Stationary. we? Stationary. No, I'm not fucking inept. Would you be happy on a road bike? I'd be. Your the, the way would fit on it. Way, it would be so fit. uncomfortable. I'd be. The only way to describe me on a road bike is blitz. 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 What, when a car's hit you? Blitzed. Blitzed up. Blitzed up, bro. You think you're that whizzy on a road bike? I am so speedy, I probably would get pulled over for speeding. There's like at least three kilometers per hour like difference in how fast we walk on a day-to-day basis. So I wouldn't think you're the most blitzy on a road bike. No, I'm not the blitziest person ever. Should we go anything. for a run and see how blitzy you are? In short, in a, over a hundred meters, I, th- I don't think you have. Yeah, much like of I'm a not chance. an endurance runner, but I could be a sprinter. Like, watch me, I could literally just get up and run now. <laughs> I'd probably tear both of my calves again. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah, literally when you blew those calves and you were in two boots, that was the funniest thing. Yeah. And you know what that teaches? You don't argue with your wife and storm off because then yeah. you're going to blow your calves because Satan is amongst your calves when you're in an argument and, and you don't agree with your wife. Do you think Satan's in my calves? Well, at that time they were because they taught you a lesson, didn't they? Yeah. Don't just run and storm off shouting at me. Yeah. Blow one calf and then blow the other when you storm off again and slam the door and then end up on the floor. Double blow. Like, yeah, like a paraplegic, but generally. Yeah, I was. I had to crawl around on the floor on my stomach. Yeah, I had to get in the shower and sit down in the shower. Yeah, it was hectic. I was vertically challenged for a while, a <laughs> couple of weeks. God, you were so useless, yeah, honestly. I was, you yeah. were so useless in yeah, that Yeah, still time. worked, though. Still worked and still trained, you know. Yeah, still no trained excuses. the arms. But I do think it is, it comes down to training. Like, people are so, like, what, like, what were we saying about the start? Like, of even getting into that or feeling, like, how much they enjoy it. Like, when mm. I... If somebody told me you need to take, like, four weeks off of training, mm. that would be one of... <laughs> Imagine sad, one someone of saying four years. Thing. Imagine four, you have to stop and you only... What the fuck would that be? I don't know, just hypothetically. Well, hypothetically... 
I would just, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. For four, oh yeah, it's too I'd have much. to start running or something. I just think running is one of those things where it's You'd just really interesting. You'd have to do some form of expression, expressing yourself through some form of human movement. I just don't understand how people don't use exercise as an anchor for their day and set up the rest of the day around something that's always guaranteed, not always guaranteed, but the vast statistical probability of it making you feel better is that there's a high percentage of that. Why can't you anchor your day in that? Why can't you revolve your day around it the same I way mean, not, we do? I mean, not every day, like seven not days. Not every week, day, but, but like, like... Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's one of these things that, like, I, I wouldn't be able to just, like... Fo- I mean, what, what do I do with all that energy? Do you know what I mean? Do I then go and prance around? Like... I would have to be in hospital with tubes in my face, stopping me from exercising when in some been capacity. When you've on a road bike. Yeah. <laughs> Jadavid, the first Literally. thing I'm going to say when I come out of a coma is, when can I go back to training? Yeah, like there's, which is like so not a bad thing because I think it really focuses you. And I think the only reason I say this is like when somebody does something with structure mm. and like, if you don't get into that structure, then you're never going to enjoy it, to be quite honest with you. And I'm not saying that everybody mm-hmm. enjoys certain types of lifting. Like There are mm-hmm. types of lifting that are incredibly daunting, like mm-hmm. things with huge amounts of barbells or Olympic lifting, mm-hmm. CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Now, CrossFit brings in a lot of community, but mm-hmm. if you're a beginner, like... Mm-hmm fuck that's quite a lot on you yeah. to be dealing with in crossfit yeah, there's a lot it's very dose dependent and sometimes certain modalities the overall intensity and volume and periodization of those weigh against the adaptive ro- uh, response of the human body which is going to have a negative impact in perception and just how you feel like if you're just smashing too much volume and it's too much for you you're going to really struggle and hate, start to hate it over time. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Like, I think those that think they... Like, I'm, re- I'm really against, like, the chopping, changing attitude. I'm like, no wonder oh, you don't like exercise yeah, when irritating. literally you can't find any kind of structure. And the fact is, is that, like, for you to be better, just like mm. you would be, be better in your career or you want mm. a better job or you want better things or whatever the fuck you want Mm. you've always got to try and then be one percent better or progress Mm. yourself in something Mm -hmm. and the reality is if you sit there and don't progress yourself why do you think you're going to be super motivated to carry it going you know what i mean Mm. like when a woman like and i can say this from clients Mm. when a woman starts to love lifting there mm. is just like nothing that gets in the way of it. Like, mm-hmm. and clients of ours that like, you know, a lot of our client women, female clients that sit in the age range of maybe like, I'd say like 50 plus, you know, 50 mm. to 60, like those women that fall in love with training, like there's just, there's nothing that's gonna, mm. that's gonna uh, change their mind in it because they literally. Especially, especially a woman at, um, of that age who potentially, wasn't very physically active in their 20s and 30s um, and then get into some form of resistance training in a progressive manner in their 50s and then literally unlock a new chapter in their life where they have more physical capabilities with then, yeah with uh, with experience than when they were younger which I think is you're basically like unlocking a door 
to a completely different yeah, like, quality of life quality yeah. of life and not only that but just consciousness for a for a person of that age and whilst the general population are on the decline these people are on the incline do you know what I mean? They, yeah. You know, you're, you're reversing your biological age. And right? I think, you know, like I, um, I say this a lot, like a lot of women that start with us come like and they are very uh, discouraged by, you know, they could be quite active or they mm. could be doing things like what I always say, like a lot of training with sex toy weights. You know what I mean? Like ones that look like vibrators because mm. they're so small and pink that genuinely it looks like a bullet. But um, oh God, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? My mum always rages about her friends that lift weights like that. And my mum gets really proud because my mum's obviously mm. in that age range where oh, yeah. she gets really proud when people call her like, you look so agile oh, and yeah, you're, Jane. you know, you're so sculpted in your upper body. Your mum is strong, no? Yeah, know? she fucking and is. But was she always? She's, she's very fit, but like she's stronger, more physically capable than women in their t- in in their twenties. I'd say. Quite, I think also, easily. like you know, I think for my mum's generation around that time, like I think really only like in the past mm. literally five years has it been this sort of need for women of that to notice that they need muscle mass that and you know still, if they don't want to be not enough. hunched there's, over osteoporosis ridden there's still not enough though women of her age are still focused on on things that are not necessarily going to yield them the most effective and efficient yeah, like amounts of pro- and, I'm gonna, and pilates i hate to admit it and things like yoga which are great ways to move your body but when it comes to building muscle mass it's the worst we're talking about metabolic signaling that requires muscle protein synthesis to be engaged pilates and yoga do not yield those responses so i think uh, you can't go out and put that on social media you know this is obviously we can but you know what you're going to get it's going to be like world war three when all the all the aunties come and start going mad about their bar classes and their Pilates classes that they if do. If we could remove one class out of the history of the world, it would be bar straight fucking oh. away. If anybody tells me, don't even try and don't even to Mark because no, I think Mark would actually no, jump out the window. Uh, Mark is most combust. hate to anything. Oh, is it's probably just bar. absolutely the it's most absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely stupid. Like there. And, and oh, I can feel the muscle burning. It was oh, like you are God. not using full range of motion. Please, can you just sit down? And there's a reason why bar is always run by like neurotic white women who used to be ballerinas but were fa- <laughs> or fa- or failed, yeah, clearly failed at that. Do you know what I mean? But Simple. still think that kale chips are the only oh, option. Oh, it's literally. just, oh, you know what I mean? It's so I stereotypical. The one that, do you remember the one in Cape Town that ran that bar studio and she was the one that was, it was so aggressive what oh, she used to wear that I was just like, fuck, she used to wear like, like a leotard with like no underwear underneath. And it's like those flaps of, I'm sorry, but like no flaps. Flaps are great. Uh, please, I mean? please like, do me a favor. Go and Google a bar establishment. Look at who the owner is. White, middle aged woman used to try and be a ballerina or a professional dancer. Yeah. Please. The stereotype is there for a reason. Or like I challenge anybody to question. It upsets me, on that, me though because I know people love group classes, and like I definitely get that. I, I'm never against somebody moving their body. But the problem is, is that all of these women, like I, I saw an advert like today, which was about like an inner thigh cream, which I'm actually going to no, plaster on my Instagram because it made me so fucking annoyed. I thought, what the fuck is this nonsense? Anyway, it was like, 
you know, women think that, like, they all want this toned physique, okay? They all mm. want this, like, and I hate the word toned, mm. but it's the only way that you can just describe oh, what Oh, Francesca, somebody... she used to dance for the London... Yeah, it's it's like, like, great. Come she had, like, on. a ridden eating disorder. It's not something we should come be promoting. On. The woman's like... soggy like a noodle. Yeah, but, like, it's not... It's not the, It's just the fact that then women think that they're going to get these, like, ultimate physiques. Or let's just say this. Normally the instructor, the coach, the leader, the founder, or whatever the fuck, they're going to be the ones that are in shape. And that's because their whole lifestyle runs around being in shape. Yeah. Now, in comes Sally to the class, do you know what I mean? Who has no lifestyle like fucking Janet, who's the owner of the dance bar studio. She likes to have a few takeaways. She enjoys some alcohol. She probably reaches 2,000 steps per day. And she goes to bar classes because anything else is just too aggressive. And she's expecting the return. And the problem is, is that with exercise is we almost automatically, until you start reaping the mental health benefits mm. where like we always promote, you are going for a return of some degree. Mm-hmm. And that's when women start to be like, this doesn't fucking work. What's this? What's it? Or no, I go to bar five times a week. It's like, you're probably better off just doing two weight classes, not five bar class. You know mm. what I mean? And they think they're going to, to get this physique. It's the same with like dance classes. It's wonderful. Go and dance around a hall. Go and step onto things. That's great. But please do not promise yeah, don't have to the people that they're going to have. Because this is what I always see. Like, it's going to tighten and tone. You're it's going to be not. Mo- it's so not. People don't have a coordination. They have a coordination like a three-year-old. But, but the physiology of the movements themselves is not creating an adaptive response. Like, mm. if you want to see progress in your muscle mass and your joint function you need to take the joints through a full range of motion so if you're in on your tippy toes in a half squat just standing there for 45 minutes yes it burns because you have a hypoxic experience when the muscles are neither contracting or or relaxing um or in an isometric manner the level of blood flow in that muscle group is limited so you get this burning sensation and increase in lactic acid and these women are like oh my god the burn is amazing and it's like you but you haven't even you know taken the the fascia of the muscle through one eccentric or concentric rep so you've literally done fuck all and and also what I mean, I'm not trying to discourage people, but please, just honestly, if you've got the choice of like anything over bar, please just go to anything over bar. Thank yeah, you. That's the um, only thing I would I would take to the streets with with, with like a banner like the just Jehovah's Witnesses. just stop oil. Yeah, I'd be just stop bar, please. <laughs> I'll be the only person there, but just just please. And you know, like for like those sort of yummy mummies that like to like. I don't know. Like, I get Pilates can really complement strength training, but only if it's, like, once a week, like, twice a week max. Mm. Like, I would say that, like, you'd still want the majority of it for muscle, 100%. No, and you will see progress doing Pilates if you're starting from a beginner, but then you got to think of the homeostatic response that your body is constantly in search of, and when you reach that homeostatic response with the Pilates setup or modality because it's only finite in its resistance, then what do you do? Where does your progress lead to? It doesn't lead to anything because you can't scale Pilates. And I just want more people to understand that like for a 
body to be optimal in the sense of its muscle mass joint function like health and not in the sense of nutrition or any of that stuff but in the sense of just like what you think you want in your head as a strong foundation so that you can pick up the shopping bags or you can reach above your head like it doesn't require like baby movements that are Mm-mm. like half sort of stretch it doesn't require static stretching no. it doesn't even require an excessive amount of mobility flows what it does require is you actually building muscle mass in mm. order to keep yourself upright yeah. like i've spoken to so many women and a lot of my clients mm. that i mean the um a couple of ones that are virtual clients of ours like they always speak to me about like their friends and their friends coming on board because they're worried about like you know they're always in pain or they've injured themselves or whatever and they'd be really interested if i spoke to them and you know like these women are like 55 or whatever like running themselves into the ground because they think running mm. equals weight loss or mm. something like that they're a bit overweight they have no control they're in agony they've mm. spent thousands of pounds in osteopaths chiropractors physios not one solution mm-hmm. but yet what i keep on saying to them is like okay anybody can take you through a movement of moving your arm or a stretch of your leg or some hands-on therapy but what they can't do is miraculously build lean muscle mass that is effectively going to hold you up so i always say this if you've got really really bad neck and shoulder pain on a day-to-day basis like you just constantly feel like you want to stretch yourself out which is so many people due to like tech neck tech problems and just our daily lifestyles overall if you honestly think that just stretching yourself is going to make the situation Mm. better, you are so very wrong because Mm. you have to put the effort in to building your fucking shoulder, Mm. getting your shoulder blades to work from protracting to retracting. Do you know that's one of the hardest Mm. things for most people to even do? And so if you want posture where you're upright, that's, yeah, okay, your core strength comes into that, but it also comes into you having a strong enough posterior chain so you're not bent over like Mm. a fucking banana, like the whole time. But to do that, you then need to do something new. You need to add different stimulus. You can't consistently do running, stretching. I think the reality is, is we need to get the industry and the general population and the media and everybody on the same page. which is you know there needs mandatory needs to the mandatory form of exercise needs to be some form of resistance training progressive resistance training Mm. and sprinkled in unless you are you know heavily into a particular niche like i don't know running or mountain biking but generally weight and resistance training only yeah, accentuates yeah it only Strength accentuates and makes every single like niche better so like it should be seen as like the base like layer like a cake yeah, almost like yeah. the sponge it's the sponge and then you can put the uh, whatever the icing is that you enjoy that kind of goes over the top because it's just it's and this is the thing that like we need to try and get the general population to twig onto is like the at any age you can start, at any age you can see insurmountable amounts of uh, benefits and it just needs to get to the point where it's like literally everybody's having to do it at some, because... But this is where I start to have like in my head, I'm like, no, that's not physically possible. And I'll tell you why, because... 
there is exercising and then there's exercising with like like in this there's there's resistance training and then there's resistance training with good technique and what i always say is like sometimes you know with resistance training like if you're not in the correct positions mm. for it or your mm. technique or form is not very good mm. and potentially you lift weights in group classes and it's not taught potentially like in the sense of because that's yeah. not the point of a group class most of the time yeah, it's sure. to tell you what you're doing and you just get on with it and then cycle that round in a circle and mm. a circuit or whatever sure. and the reality is, is that some people fall out of love with resistance training because they go in with that mentality or potentially the trainer they're with is pretty shit mm. or doesn't correct form or doesn't mm. tell you how to do it properly. Mm. And you can end up in a position where you're injured or you feel like things hurt and oh no, it's because I've lifted weights so that that's the problem. Mm-hmm. When, like, when you say like, we need to get all of us to work in tangent, fuck, I wish, but also, no, do you know what I mean? Because that's what's always going to set us apart, to be quite yeah, honest with you. Like, you know, I don't want to be the same as everybody else. But I'm else, just saying, for the industry. greater good, of, the, for the greater good of humanity, I think the quality of life for everybody would just be drastically better. And if you start if you now... you taught properly. Yeah, if you were, uh, let's assume that you are, but like, think about the older generations in their 70s, 80s, now that are, are all becoming, you know, dependent on help and care and all that kind of stuff could be mitigated to a certain degree if uh, preventative and precautionary, precautionary measures were taken into yeah, consideration. Yeah, like if I look at my grandma, who's my dad's mum, like she's not in a great way at the moment. She's very old and she got very old very quickly because she had a number of falls and... Mm and just a lot of shit going on and Mm -hmm. you know it's not nice to see in any way because she was always an independent woman who traveled the world and just like like loved life and had a very strong family surrounding her and Mm. you know when I look at that I think mm, like that's what I really like don't want to end up like like because she is completely now reliant on people holding her up or Mm. walking her here or doing that and always being supported with her. And, but, you know, we can't always speak for the, for the generations that we don't sit in. Yeah, sure. What I would like to see, and I think would be a very nice thing if, I guess governments agreed with this. It would help the fucking national health. It would help so fucking much that we, instead of making children always do team sports, I agree there needs to be an element, but you need to open up the doors to activity and to exercise Mm. to children Mm. Mm. and not limit it to running around across a country track or throwing a shot put if you're the fattest in the class, that was me. Um, And then, or uh, you've got to go and play netball or hockey. Like some people hate that. I fucking hated it. My sister hated it. And it put us in... Um, I was in a privileged family. If anything, I had PT at like age fucking three. Like, I, I'm not going to lie about that. Like, do I think that that's a weird way? But I don't know. Maybe it's a good way of trying to get a child into an exercise, like exercising regularly I mean, if, if you, you can. If, if you're yeah, privileged I mean, if enough you had, to do yeah, so. That would be the most ideal. And what I always said to people, when I was really overweight, I wasn't unfit. Like, I wasn't mm. unfit. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, I, I was actually, I actually exercised quite a lot. I had a personal trainer, like, regularly. The difference was, is just nobody really taught me, like, what the you're doing outside of, of this one hour yeah. is absolutely obliterating anything. Yeah. But if we could just see in schools, like, it's, 
fuck, it's not much to ask. Most people that are PE teachers coming in would have done some kind of sports science into an education, like a physical education like degree, like a, a master's on top or whatever, like in a sense of getting the qualifications to teach children sports. Yeah. When I was back at school, the mm. maths teacher was the fucking sports teacher. Do you know what I mean? Like, how yeah. does that work? I thought you meant yeah. to be specialised in maths, not fucking basketball and stuff. Yeah, we had the same. We had um, informed to the guy was of physics teacher and he used to read out of a book yeah. how to coach cricket what is that it's so uninspiring for children though do you not agree it's so mm. uninspiring like maybe you didn't see this because team sports is quite a boys thing and it yeah. does work i know many girls you know who i went to school who still play like netball sorry i find it weird um <laughs> that's my own opinion i just find it weird um oh yeah no no thank you uh no, i know loads no. of old clients that used to participate in like, like the, you always see like the, the 50 league. plus like yeah. senior rugby league and it's just like they all yeah. look like they've got their blood oh, pressure jokes. too high and they've had no, too many beers no, no let them everyone needs to express themselves everyone's living their life like a movie you know what can I mean? you imagine though yeah. if pe at school and i i physically can't speak for non-private education because unfortunately it's really obvious that our health secretaries <laughs> are probably the least educated in health in the fucking whole of the uk mm. and yet they are the ones that are allowed to make decisions based off of what they think or their team think are wise moves yeah. and you honestly wonder like how you're going to get children off of screens mm. and off of wanting things the whole fucking time mm. and off of assuming that they can have things is actually to provide more physical activity, mm. make them feel like they're rewarded for mm. something. Mm. And so if I speak for private schools that are mm. funded with a lot of money by mm. the parents and the institution, whatever, to put it into context, if you were suspended at our school, you could effectively pay for your child to like go back to school. <sighs> like it was that kind of like, you know, it did. It just oh. took a few bit of aside things, and oh, we'll pay for the hockey fucking teams kit, and you know oh, all yeah, of that, and oh, so donation. and so sponsored that, you yeah. know, and you just know. But why the fuck are we still in? Like when I was in learning geography at school, okay, I was learning from nineteen eighties current affairs of geography. Okay, mm. how outdated is that? I'm sorry. Now, if you're in that age bracket, you know, fine. But the fact is you're not changing these educational systems for how the life is now changing, for what children need to know and learn yeah. and love. So yeah. they're not, and also I hate to say this, your parents are so responsible for it as well. Mm. Your parents and mm. your school are the mm. founding beginnings of anything in a child's mm. life. So how about let's try and set this up where a child would potentially be more productive at school, learn better, have more control over how they see themselves, how confident they, am, they mm. are in themselves. If you gave them the ability to learn something and to master it, because when we've taught kids, like mm. in the sense of it, they are the quickest to pick up things, mm. literally, mm. and they excel because their brains are taught, you know, in the forming years to pick up things, yeah. to learn it, to, to master it. Unless they're it. super dyspraxic, though. Oh, like, Mark, I've trained some, some teenagers who, yeah, I trained a guy in Notting Hill who couldn't, he couldn't walk on a treadmill. Was that an Arab client? No, he was 14. He was the son of, oh, yeah. I think it was Jack Wills, the CEO of Jack Wills. 
Back then. <laughs> Jack Wills is now closed down in Guildford. Back then, back then. Which was always the OG. I wonder if Jack Wills has closed down. I mean, I'm not surprised. Jack Wills was... He had never played sports. He had never... Like, when I first met him, he had never run, ever. He had never broken out of a walk. I mean, at age 12, I was being run up a fucking hill for like eight miles of the PT, telling me I couldn't eat carbs after five, because yeah. everyone was frantically trying to not me have It's just really child. strange, though, like... I took him to the park and made him climb a tree because I just thought, you know, you need to experience that as a child. You know the what I mean? Don't fall out You're 14. It's not yeah, I don't because your dad will literally <laughs> sue me to death. But it is, it is like very interesting that why we always assume. Now, put it into context. Like, if you're a child at school that maybe isn't in a doesn't do so well in social situations or doesn't feel very comfortable in large groups of people or doesn't feel like or maybe they're bullied or maybe people are quite mean and nasty which kids are they're fucking Mm. horrible we're talking to two people that have been bullied here Mm. and you know i'm very confident now because i've learned things but Mm. i think if you gave the child if i got the ability at age Mm. even from primary school into Mm. secondary school to go into a gym and somebody to teach me what to do, not sit on a cardio machine, mm. teach me what to do. Mm. In, in, I would feel so, because that's all I was seeking. That's why I started doing kickboxing because it was singular. Do you know what I mean? I could just mm. kick somebody, let my anger yeah. You know, it's the w- reason why I had a personal trainer because it was singular. Mm. It's the reason why I did everything single because I didn't like being in groups of people. The mm. idea of being in a girl group is like, Honestly, that my worst, that, that is the worst in my eyes. <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on, guys. I mean, you're a fat bitch. Ha, 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 ha. Your score doesn't fit you. Like, you know what I mean? You just know girls are so nasty. Yeah, like, girls are nasty. Girls are so nasty. And like, especially when like it's, I guess you're in a group where everybody's sort of like one of those sort of teenage bodies where it's just Thank like, goodness that the female mentality, like the physiology of a female is like, they're not like physically bigger and stronger than men because I find most women to be a lot more not aggressive I would say I'm but a very stronger and more capable than a lot of Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying in the general in the in evolutionary biology terms that I think men are too slow, there's a difference. I think men are so fucking slow. I could I sometimes like today I walk past probably in London like six men that smelt horrible of aftershave. Like it was like honestly like stomach like curling. And all in my head, do you know what I thought? I passed this stupid man. I bet he couldn't do like five pull-ups in a row. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is. Like, I just think I'm, I wonder, because I obviously, like when men still shout at windows, because I thought that was illegal in the UK, but it still happens. Anyway, like when a builder like shouts out the window at me or like a van drive or whatever, I just think, gee, I could put you to fucking shame. Like I literally, like, you know, in the sense of, like we've always said, like we've had some of the top CEOs that we have had in the grasp of our hand lying on a mat trying to do like a chess pass over mm. and it's like it's embarrassing. the absolute vulnerabilities because they don't like showing yeah. any kind of weakness and yeah. they're so used to being the best yeah, and the biggest. It's really interesting to watch. That when you put them into a situation they're like, nah, 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 I'm not doing that. Do you know what I mean? No, long, long gone, long gone. You know what I mean? It's like, it's because you don't want to be uncomfortable but that's exactly the same as people starting in to the situation like gyms can be uncomfortable like going back to the situation of the stereotypes i have got now mm. now no man takes any equipment off me because they know that i'm about to double the weight and fucking annihilate them in front of them and that's the reason why but don't get me wrong until i cemented that in yeah. a gym 
Like, and they watched and learned. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Did I know. literally have shit taken away from me in front of me? Like a bench. Mm. I was about to lie forward on it and somebody would just take the bench away. Mm. Or, oh, sorry, are you using this? And they just take the clip away and you're literally halfway through a set. Yeah. Or, you know, and women go in and they're so afraid. But like, do you know what's going to only get you past that is actually learning how to do it. Yeah, like, sure. You can't expect... I don't go into a nightclub and feel super confident, but until I started to become a door girl at nightclubs, mm. where I could tell people to fuck off if they were a cretin, or, mm. oh, hi, like, we need your money, otherwise you're not coming in. That's when you walk into a nightclub and you start going like, okay, cool, I'm quite confident in this environment because I'm kind of in charge. I know what mm. I'm fucking doing. But not any environment you go into, are you ever going to be like... A master at this. No, what would you say always... is one of your weakest environments? Do you know what I mean? Where you go in, you just the bank. <laughs> um, Walk into Barclays or Coots. Hello. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say, really. I don't. I can't say. I've been in many circumstances where I don't. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. But I always feel. Where would you feel like most like intimidated? It's interesting. Oh, I, don't isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there's loads of places. I just can't think of one off the top of my head. I would say I still get quite intimidated over, like, I don't like I don't mind. I don't it, mind, like, don't like, like group it. speaking. I could speak to a large audience of people. I don't mind that. Mark, when we first um, met, you couldn't even look me in the eyes. It's because you were too beautiful. <laughs> oh, and I was just trying to suppress my, my, suppress my, my erections. raging erections. Yeah. Heavy erections. Yeah, I just look down and then try and do times tables. We matched on Tinder. We did. Yeah, we did match on Tinder. We did. Until I blocked you and I realised you, you were my trainer. Then you blocked me, yeah. We would have ended up sexting this, anyway, like, so it doesn't matter. You were emailing sexting me. You were, you had a girlfriend. I, I ended my girlfriend. relationship, which was like, you carried that on, didn't you? Yeah, it was a bit of a... Yeah, a bit of a fucking crossover on that one, do you know what I mean? I'll never forget when you emailed me. This Let's talk about it because I feel like this is a good story. Okay. When myself and Mark, let me just put it into context. I paid Mark an extortionate amount of money. You did, and like, you should. And yeah, you should. And because you, you fucking should have, whilst yeah. I wanked you off in the disabled toilet. Exactly. Exactly. I need to get paid. I need to get paid for that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I paid for that. Like, literally, yeah. I was literally like an escort sister. I was like an escort. But you were an escort. I was an escort. So, where Mark used to be like the, the top dog at was. Um, a very well-known, which is now obviously closed down due to the owner being a crackhead, but, um, well, true example, don't get, ten, don't get given 10 million quid by your father and yeah. expect to be able to run something. But anyway, um, it was a very, very, it was the know-how place be where all of the celebs, all of the well-known people, all the socialites, it was like, you walked in, you, you did feel intimidated. The first time I ever went into that gym, it was like a upstairs with like a cafe downstairs for like health drinks and mm. all those like high calorie coconut balls and shit. Mm. And um, there was a girl wearing, do you remember Sandra? Let's not yeah, forget Sandra. Sandra, <laughs> Sandra yeah, was Sandra. wearing like an all-in-one lycra like jumpsuit and she rolled it down. So her abs, which were like the most glistening, like tanned, like... Well, she, Mark, like, let's be honest, like, she was in very good shape. She no, was like she a was, salsa she was dancer like, or something. A w, uh, WBFF. With a salsa, wasn't she a dancer? She, she was, was a Zumba, she was the face yes. of Zumba. Yeah, she was the face of Zumba. Which is like, 
definitely when you not see what her dancing you just like. you just realize when you see it and this is why i touch back on bar you see her dancing and then you realize you're not very good because <laughs> i've seen real dancers and they're a lot more agile and athletic and all you do is the stereotypical shakira hips like whilst yeah, you whilst whip your hair around and around but you know what? i'm gonna have to stalk her on instagram when we stop yeah, i feel like i need course. to know what she's up to um anyway she was was she brazilian no, she was Eastern European. I love or something that Mark like knows that, that because I was... thought Mark and Sandra were together. When no, we she dated what's his face? Yeah, I know. Matey um, boy. Matey um, boy. Gus. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so I walked into that and I saw Mark. Mark, when I first ever saw Mark, Mark, I'll never forget this. I don't. Mark will never forget. Like mm-hmm. they'll never not remember this. <laughs> like literally. I'd gone to, I was going to a blast class, uh, which was like in these like pods. And to be honest with you, it's a really good layout of a class. Um, and um, I don't know if Mark was taking it or not, but he was downstairs and he was wearing, he always used to wear a cap because he was just too fucking cool to like be seen clearly. And he was so tanned, like, and stacked. Cause I think you'd literally either just got off of stage from competing or yeah. you were in the mists of getting ready so and I remember like Mark let me pass do you know what I mean and I was like oh my god do you know what I mean like you know I'm never I'm like this would never be never a thing do you know what I mean and then I was actually passed Mark's details by a girl that I used to know that used to regularly go to that gym and she was like oh he's a really good trainer and I was like okay fine like maybe I'll just try and like like I want to do like a more of a transformation I'll go with Mark and like how long do you think I was paying you until like that so four months four months yeah really yeah so three or four months three or four months you got four blocks of payment yeah I got four (laughs) blocks of payment I still paid you even when we were together yeah, you should have. Because yeah, well, you were still taking up an hour of my I was time. Like, oh, you fucking cretin. Anyway, mm. um, we then developed, yeah, I mean, a relationship. We should still pay me now. <laughs> I fucking have. Do you know what I mean? I pay you enough. Um, yeah, we we met. Um, I remember coming back and mm. saying to my housemate in Fulham, like, she was like, how is your... <laughs> How was your first training session? I was like, yeah, I'm going to fuck him. Like, literally, that <laughs> she's still to this day, it's the first thing she'd ever say. Right? Um, and she was like, well, don't do that too soon, Georgia. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you're trying to be out of it. And I was like, no, like, trust me, I'm going to fuck him. Like, literally. And then, and then I was like, nothing was going to get in my way. Like, and I don't think I've ever been with that with anybody, to be quite honest with you. Nothing was going to get in my way. And I remember mm. you used to walk warm me up just like on the bike do you know I mean whilst you were setting up weights or whatever mm. and I remember you put your phone on and it was the background of you and your girlfriend I thought oh dear now that's a fucking annoying thing isn't it that's right in the way how are we going to end that relationship yeah, we'll so what we did was I just took out your took up your latest slot of the day which meant yeah. you had to leave and go back home to where technically I was also living around the corner. Mm, mm. And then we had to obviously drive home together. together. Would you like a lift? Should Would we you get like a lift? Because I, like I, fel- I felt bad. I felt bad seeing you stand at the bus stop, you know, when I drove past Shut my the fuck BMW. Up, I walked. You- <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking because I'm about to say something, you sad cretin. <laughs> 
Oh God! Yeah. So let's talk about the email sexting that began the because sexting. you couldn't text me for a while, and we were on client like I was client... during business hours, being very professional. I'll show people the emails. What's, I wish uh, I could show them right now because emailing wasn't... because that's what professionals do. So like I remember emailing Mark. Oh God, it's so cringe. I remember emailing yeah. you probably after like my second training session, yes. and you were like, "How are you getting?" Because my last name was Bates at the time. You were yeah. like, "How are you getting on, Bates?" And you used to literally, sh- and you emailed me that, and yeah. I replied saying, um, "I what can't." A, what an attentive coach. Oh, shut the fuck up. Like yeah. attentive. You just or wanted just the an vagina. Excuse to talk um, to you. And you emailed me, sir, and I said back saying, "Well, I let's just say I physically can't walk right now." And your response was, that's not the first woman to have told me that. Um, and I remember that. And I just thought, oh, God, he's such a player. Like, I was like, of course he is. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no way that you're in that environment and not playing up to what you look like. Couldn't be the furthest from the truth. No, I would 100% say you're the most <laughs> insecure fucking opposite yeah. i'm so weird as well yeah. like literally like you're um and then i guess the sexting sex emails began to be quite yeah, then with it, you. the sexting turned into sex no it didn't turn into Fingering. sex no it didn't start no. what are you talking about oh, no, actually sorry. when Stages. you kissed me on the bus Mark, uh, you tr- when you kissed uh, me on the yeah. bus yeah something like that was that because you weren't in your bmw then and you were on the bus with me oh <laughs> i just had to just you know come down to earth and just come back to my level yeah come back to your level see what it's like see to what it's have. like to not be driving around your yeah, just no but we did we didn't we entwined quite quickly yeah, I'd I would say. Say so, and yeah. then it was like oh do you want to like come like to our friends like get together people like are these people to, like i thought it's his client like mm, you know what i mean and mm. then it was like are you guys together and i was like well mm. no because he's still in a relationship mm. and didn't your ex-girlfriend like throw your phone like no, she she um, was suspicious for some for, a sort, for some strange for reason some, that you weren't for some really it. weird reason was weirdly suspicious, and then went through my phone when I, when I was well tried to go through my phone whilst I was in the bath. In the bath, of course, yeah. Mark was just trying to drown his sorrows. Yeah, I was just time. having a nice little bath when I got home. Um, yeah, and then you e no, and then you emailed yeah, me the next day. but she was also she was also tapped. Though. Yeah, well, In I wouldn't general. say I'm tapped. I think I'm. No, she was tapped though. She had a drinking problem. What? What the fuck? That does not sit into your character. At yeah, all, which basically. was weird because when when I met her best friend, and I was like, I don't drink. I, you know, it's not something that I partake in. Like, I don't mind if the other person drinks, but it's a bit of a an ick when. The person's absolutely obliterated and you're sober and they're just repeating themselves. Um, so anyway, her friend was took me aside and was like, she's got a really bad drinking problem. And you were like, perfect. Girl, I was like, I know, this is not good. <laughs> yeah, um, so she, all your ex-girlfriends are really ugly. Um, anyway, uh, moving forward from that. But yeah, you, I mean, obviously your phone had been broken or you couldn't access me on text because you said... And you no, because she took the phone and then she ran away and then she threw it, God knows where. She she took the phone, I got out the bar, she went running out the, out the <laughs> apartment. I was like, where are you going? Then I realised I didn't have my phone. And then, you were like, oh my God, George is probably texting me. <laughs> no, it was locked. And I was like, she, there's no way she knew my passcode. Anyway, Seven so then... Four, 
Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. And then she threw the phone in, into like the next door neighbours. Yeah, and so I get an email the next day, let alone that like, we were in touchy territory here because I said, I remember we'd gone out on that weekend, me and you, yes. and we'd had quite a heavy experience, experience together. And I remember having the fear on the Tuesday. And that was the Tuesday that she clearly found out. And I hadn't heard from you. And I wasn't due in to come in to train. I just thought, oh, God, this is it. I knew. I was like, this is it. He's going to tell me. Because you emailed me saying, like, hey, like, you know, I can't text you on my phone because it's broken. But, like, we really need to talk. And I was like, oh, God. When anybody says to you on an email, we really need to talk. I was like, can you just fucking tell me now? Like, <laughs> this is like one of those things. I'm not going to wait till like, 9 p.m. when you come. And you were like, um... Did you tell me, because I was at work at the time, did you tell me what it was about or did you literally make no, me wait, wait until you arrived you at my door? I made you wait and then and we then, kissed. No, you literally were like, what did you say Oh yeah, me? baby. You, oh, How romantic is that? No, you were at my door and I was yeah. like, well, what do you want to say? And didn't you, didn't you, and then you were like, well, I think it's quite obvious. I mean, and then I was like, well, have you not got somebody else in your life? And you were like, well, that's like over and I... Something like that, and then like yeah, and then I guess that was the first. Was that the first time we ever properly kissed? Mm-hmm. Did yeah, we not no. kiss on that? Well, no, we kissed. The, There's at a the lot door. of like, like there was almost a lot of kiss. half, half <laughs> kissing. <laughs> yeah, like when trying to like to hold her hands and she's yeah, doing something. Yeah, oh, fuck! So. It was so blatantly obvious. Yeah, it was blatantly obvious, and then I guess the rest is like history. Dry humping each other in the corner of the gym <laughs> 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 most of the time. <laughs> like my <laughs> with the Mom my boss being like, like I just don't think that that is appropriate like it is what it is like that place was just the weirdest gym you I'll never forget being at the top of the stairs of that gym and you saying to me no what was it you said you won't be able to ke- <laughs> you won't be able to keep up with my antics and I remember that and then I put you through your fucking paces and I don't think <laughs> you put up with me no um interesting and this is why going back to gym environments like a lot of people i do actually know have met their partners in like fitness and and i think if you've got i think a relationship that works really well and a guy said to us the other day Mm. who we know based actually from actually the gym that we go to now he said like oh guy i wish this guy's 60 years old a multimillionaire to put into context and he said oh i wish you know never really had a loving relationship never really really struggled always kind of uses money first and he was like, I wish what I had what you guys have and like had somebody that was as passionate about certain elements of their life as like I was so that we could like match up on things. And I guess I've never really seen it like that because I do think like husband and wife, wives like in this day and age, unless you like run a business together, like mm. you don't really spend that much quality time together unless you're drinking or out for dinner. And I do think it's nice when a couple's mm. active together or mm. has the same interests. And so, yeah, a huge contributing factor because, like, even when you watch all those uh, dating shows when they're like married at first sight and stuff like that, when one's one individual is very active and the other person's not very active, it just it's like mixing oil and water. Like, what do you do on like a sat- like on a Saturday when they're like, no, I want to go and drink or a bottomless brunch, and you're like, I'd like to go to the gym, and they're like, oh my god, you're so boring. Why are you in the gym? And I was I've been with people that. Are like that like the the financiers that are like just fucking don't lift a weight in their mm-hmm. life and probably go on a peloton till fucking they die um but i think it's one of those things where we said the other day like can you imagine trying to date somebody like if i if we split up which clearly i 
it's not going to happen, is it, Mark? No. No. Why would that happen? No, I'm just saying, we spoke about this the other day. We were like, can you imagine trying to find mm. a partner mm. who was not some weird smelling bodybuilder in a gym that's like a, a doorman, mm. do you know what I mean, that's mm. got steroid addiction and like covered in acne and smells horrible. Mm. Like, or like a girl who was like, you know what I mean? Like Olga from Romania who like, olympic lifts and is like mm. the world's strongest woman like mm. how hard it would actually be to find a partner who also valued mm. that wasn't you'd have to find them at the gym you'd have to go with a coach a gym or a coach something. or a yeah something along those lines if that's what you because it's such a large element of my life yeah. that i could definitely do I, I, we do do things ourselves do you know i mean it's not like me and mark train together all the time but we're always no. in the same proximity and we do do similar things and stuff in the sense of training but i can't imagine just like always being on my own agenda with it do you know what i mean and like never being able to tell somebody like what you've done or like what you've achieved mm. or like somebody being of support of it yeah. and like i think more partners should be supportive of their their partners being active mm. and being like both of you should be active because yeah. The reality is, is there's always one that's super active and they get so, so annoyed with their partner as to mm. why they're so lazy. Put them off, yeah. And it puts them off, yeah, and it puts them off. And like sometimes the men, for example, if women start to become quite lean and strong and muscles being built mm. and they look mm. fab mm. and their physique and they feel in their prime, mm. their husbands start to be like, mm, that's quite like intimidating. Yeah, I, I don't, don't like, like that. Them. Um, because they don't have it themselves or mm. they've not worked to that capacity to achieve it. And Very true. I will say, hand on my heart, women will always train harder statistically than men. Like, mm -hmm. guaranteed, hand on my heart, because women have always had the ability to be incredibly strong and mm. powerful. They've also and got a higher pain threshold. A 100% high pain threshold. Like, what most men can't even feel a stretch of their hamstring without crying, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. literally. Like, that is, like, something where they're like, oh, my God, is that normal? But for a woman who's dealt with, I don't know, maybe you've got severe period pains every bloody mm. three or four weeks. Mm. Like you're, you're used to dealing with pain yeah. like, and managing it. Proper pain. And yeah. so when it comes to training, you can push yourself so much more mm. in the sense of your capacity and you almost really enjoy doing it. I don't know mm -hmm. many women who, who lift in the capacity to what I do that don't just fucking love it. Like, they love yeah. feeling the way yeah. they do. And I fucking love it. And I wish... Yeah, I do. I, I really I just it so love much. training. Like, and I, I wish... Uh, and it doesn't necessarily mean, like, it, every, every training session needs to be a personal best. Do you know what I mean? It could... It's just going down, be giving yourself that, you know, that allotted time to put your phone away, put a podcast or, a, you know, some tracks that give you that feel-good feeling. That and music and exercise are two things actually really Actually pay time. attention to just how your body's moving because a lot of, like George was saying uh, a while back about the hip thrusts, if you're going in there and you're not cognizant of what you're doing and you're not trying to develop that neuromuscular connection between your brain and your uh, your muscle tissue and you're just daydreaming and stuff like that, then of course you're not going to see the profound benefit in in exercising. You're meant to you know, switch your phone off or, or put it down, take your, take the time to just like plug into 
being present is, I yeah. think, the most important body thing. Body and like what Mark just said in a slightly more less intellectual way is like body mind connection yeah. is something that when you start, you're like almost like Bambi, like you've got no, yeah, you you're just, like, what the fuck's going on? And that's the case when you do train clients, you're like, can you feel this here? And they're like, no, because they, they just, the, the synapses that from the brain into the muscle to is just it's so inefficient and the only way that you overcome that is repetition yeah and i think repetition i'm just repeating it and honestly like if anyone's listening to this and it's just like on the edge of like actually just like going into a gym number one i think for you to ever be good at something you've got to have structure like with anything like it's the same as what we've been fighting about between me and mark Mm. behind the scenes at the moment Mm. is that we're both characters that in our daily routine there is a huge amount of structure in the sense of like when we train clients to when Mm. um we go to the gym or like it's a lot of structure but we really really struggle to come up with these structures that aren't like times or like turning up somewhere and like when you run your own business there's a lot of admin and like we're building a lot currently behind the scenes and it's all very exciting but the reason we've butted heads so much recently is because like neither of us because we're both adhd Mm. as fuck can really get that structure like oh my god i've got to write this down and i've just written it down six times and i haven't done it and Mm. like that's frustrating Mm. and you know all these it's the same thing going into a gym like if you go in you're like oh my god there is so much Mm. here and i have no idea what i'm doing that is when you should be and you have the accessibility in these day this day and age yeah you've got no excuses you like i'm not i'm for people moving i think you can get a lot for free these days but i don't think people buy into free stuff i'll be honest with you i don't think people um value or will ever get into a proper routine that something no, is free because no. you just don't value it enough you, you've not invested into anything yeah. and i think that now you know, I was listening to a marketing girl just literally yesterday actually just talk mm. about like how um, so many people say that there's so many trainers or there's so many coaches and they feel threatened in the sense of mm. like, are oh, like not become like, maybe I shouldn't be a trainer or maybe I shouldn't be a coach because there's so many of us. Yeah. And she's like, but what you don't understand and I guess what we've lived through for years of our business mm. is there are thousands, there's a lot of supply in our industry. Mm. But now, with the extent of technology, there's also a hell of a lot more demand than there ever has been because you can access at all different price points Mm -hmm. the availability to have structure. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, girls or women that have come on and trained with us who have really struggled, like, really want to build muscle or really want to feel more confident, Mm -hmm. like, their whole buy-in factor is not, like, it's to try and just get somebody to not keep them accountable, to just provide that structure where they know what they're doing. Mm. And the same with guys. Like, a lot of guys that we're talking about, like, come on board, their training is just atrocious, like, what Mm. they're doing. And you're like, bro, no wonder you've got, like, hideous wrist pain. And, like, you know, it's like, okay, scale that back. Here's Mm. the structure, right? You're going to do this, you're going to do that. And, like, the the rewards you reap from walking into a place, knowing what you're doing, mm. having a tutorial that you've looked over previously, followed, mm. maybe even mimic the movement when you're at home, maybe you're cooking dinner and you're like, oh, I wonder how that works or, you know what I mean? Or w- mm. watching it mm. and re-watching mm. it. And mm. if you've got a coach that is hands-on as us, do you know mm. what I mean? We even break down clients' technique to like li- literally every session they do. So there is a point where I think that if you are somebody that's thinking, fuck, like I really want that, like, 
that's why I'm always con- like I don't know I've always got two brains when I show like myself training and the same with you is like I don't ever want to come across like it's showing off in a way because I mm. get messages like oh, I want to be like you or I want to be like and it's just like well the reality is you're never going to be me like ever because I'm me and you're you but what's got me to this position is I was never always in this position I'm not a fucking athlete I've never mm. been that way inclined what got me this is practice yeah. and learning and structure and that's when you start to love something when that structure becomes so ingrained mm-hmm. in your routine that your life doesn't run without it mm-hmm. like if we asked some of our virtual clients what would you do without your virtual sessions a week they'd be like have a fucking breakdown like I wouldn't know what I was doing I wouldn't yeah, know how exactly. to set my day up I wouldn't yeah. know like one of my clients has just quit her job. My one of my private face-to-face clients just quit quit her job. Obviously, they're in quite a privileged position, mm. but she they're going travelling for three months, and she, I, she said to me like, "Okay, this is all really well and good, but I've got into a really good routine of my training, and now I don't know what to do." And I'm like, "Right, well, we'll virtually train. What, mm. what time zone are you in here? Right, in Japan, we'll train at this time when you're here." So that gives her the structure. the structure, what she enjoys, because she knows she needs to lift weight. She doesn't like doing it herself because she doesn't feel like she's got the guidance. And mm. some people do want somebody there looking mm. over them. Mm. And even our clients online, just having somebody say, I just love this training. The thing is, like, why wouldn't you have a coach, though? Like, if you've got the disposable income, then you should utilize it, take it upon yourself, give you, and afford yourself the best opportunity to live the best quality of life and invest in your health. Like, why yeah. wouldn't you do that? Like, like having the gym membership's pointless if you don't have the structure. If I had endless it's... amounts of money, I'd have somebody train me. Simple. I'd have probably yeah, you'd have the best of the, like I would two have, or like, three. Physically couldn't go two, to somebody that didn't have the same. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying <laughs> I'd probably have two or three weight sessions a week, two boxing sessions with a coach. Like I'd be coached out of my eyeballs. Yeah, because like all of the best people that run in this world that are sitting there with the best businesses, best lives, best health. I mean, they've got people helping them. And this is the thing, why are you afraid to get help on something that's going to literally excel you 10 times in your life? And so when people think, oh, I don't need a coach, just do it myself, well, off you go. But two years later, you're going to realize that actually it was probably best to invest in that coach right at the start so that you could be in a Mm. position that's not two years later down the line and you're like why have I not got anywhere I hate this do you know what I mean I don't want to go to the gym the gym doesn't work or I don't want to do this and I think the coach brings that element and we're we're so anally obsessed and passionate about our jobs that that is only going to replicate onto a client you know and it's not to the point that we're standing there with a clipboard that's like the last thing unless you're like a professional athlete that you need a coach to be stood next to you do need that personal element where people like you and you like them and it runs very well but i just think that so many people just dismiss that opportunity and it's exactly the same as food like so many people say to me it's too expensive to go to the supermarket to buy a Mm. weekly shop is it i'm like what the fuck okay so you've just told me you've gone to pret three times today you've also then bought dinner out conveniently in the sense of you whizzed to tesco you whizzed to m&s and you bought your dinner just there and then you know you've spent a day in if you're in a london like a city like london you're spending minimum a day probably on coffee lunch out breakfast on the go dinner at convenience but i would say minimum 30 to 40 pounds yeah at least like easily i reckon yeah easy 
But you go for a shit coffee somewhere and you pay a like meal deal's five pound fifty. Yeah, but that's a fucking meal deal. Nobody's getting a meal deal. Oh, They're no, going to press saying, and having I'm a lovely artisan fucking meal deal's five fifty. So it'll be. But you know, it's the same thing of like actually we. I used to show, I used to show grocery shops on Instagram, and then I'm going to continue doing this. But I had a little mm. bit of a blip when we started getting messages saying like, "Oh my God, how much money do you spend on food? That's enough to feed like a family of four. Or all these comments. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, one, we don't eat out ever. Do mm. you know what I mean? We eat out maybe once, and it's a Nando's, and like maybe like a special occasion." Do you know why? It doesn't give us the right nutrients, doesn't make us feel good. And unless it's somewhere where we can't replicate that food, I would rather mm. cook it at home. And mm. I, it, that's just our way of living. We don't drink alcohol. We don't go and do those things which can compound on monetary outgoings mm-hmm. a week. Mm-hmm. And so our money, I'll be honest, we don't spend more, okay? And some people might be like, oh my God, that's so expensive. But we don't spend more than 150 pounds between the two of us a week okay Mm. and on that we have a day my protein target sits at 170 grams minimum and Mm. marks is well over 200 grams per day okay Mm -hmm. so think about how much meat fish all of that that's that's hitting those protein targets a day Mm. it's also hitting all of our nutrient groups and all of Mm. our fun that we enjoy okay Mm. and And to split that you probably eat obviously more than what i eat but Let's say that my outgoings a week for food probably roughly would be about 60 pounds. And I reckon yours would be make the remainder of that. Mm. But the point is, is like, that's actually really decent because we went to Nanda's the other day and we spent 60 pounds on just one fucking meal. Yeah, one meal. And, you know, or you go to the, down the road to the M&S and you pick up a meal just for that day and you've yeah. spent 70 quid on just a load of yeah, shit. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even know how much like a round of drinks would cost. Oh my God. Like, so well, it depends much. where you are. But like yeah. they said that Wigan was the lowest place to drink alcohol on the road the other day. Wigan. Yeah, there was a I lot. There was a, I remember that. Yeah, there was a lot of judgment towards our uh, shopping. And like I just thought, you know what? Just <laughs> actually, I feel I don't eat out. I come home. We eat at home. All of our, you know, even when we can have a smoothie, we yeah. have it at home. And yeah. it's because I don't like spending money on eating out and food where I'm not getting what I need. Mm. So, like, if I'm mm. going to go to a restaurant, the reason we go to Nando's is because I know we're going to eat chicken. Like, and we're going to eat enough chicken because no matter what, how much we order, we're going to get chicken. Oh, I do love Nando's. I fucking love uh, Nando's. Um, if, I could, if, if I could have one sponsor... Nando's. Nando's. Do you remember yeah. when we saw Stormzy in Nando's? He had we the black card and I was did. having a breakdown. He came in through the back. I've just always wanted the cat to have a photo with Stormzy. Like, yeah. I've always wanted... I just think just leading the... with, hey, we named our cat after you, probably not the most... You don't the, know. He's not quite the coolest, a... probably, entry he's ever come across. Yeah, I remember just having a fucking moment. But I remember being like, should we go and get the cat? Like, should we go and get the cat oh, so we yeah. can ha- hold the cat and just have... That would make my life. But then one of my clients, like boyfriends back in London, was like mm. best friends of Storms because he was brought yeah. up... They were brought up with yeah, Maya Jama. What is it, yeah. Maya? Yeah, Maya. His ex-girlfriend, yeah. Um, but no, I do think it's quite interesting. Like, w- you know, the mentality of just what people think costs when actually yeah. going and spending like a cardo, which I think I'm going to start showing mm. this. Mm. We sit down, 
I literally, we speak, I'm like, right, what do you want to eat next week? Yeah. And normally it's roughly within the same kind of meals yeah, that we really enjoy. Take, yeah. Different types of proteins, potentially yeah. different types of carbs. And we're like, okay, cool. Well, we'll write the list. We order it on my favorites of avocado because normally it's the same. It's mm-hmm. done. It arrives on a Sunday. Yeah. It's in the fridge, ready to go for the week. So you literally don't have an excuse no. to not, oh, I've got nothing to eat or I've got nothing to get to. So I do find it quite rich. And I appreciate this, again, spending 150 quid on food for some people is extortionate. They couldn't afford it. But But where else are you spending that money? Do you know what I mean? If you're buying cigarettes and you're buying alcohol. Alcohol, cigarettes. You know, but yeah, but the vast majority of people, you know, can afford, you know, 30 or 40 quid a week to put towards a half decent... Gram of Coke. <laughs> gram of Coke, yeah. Gram of Coke, three for a hundred. Well, this is the thing. Like, you know, we're always rich to fucking, oh, we shouldn't spend this or whatever. But when it comes to like just going obliterating your health, there's like no... Because no I feel like it's a, lot, it? it's a lot more fun than being is responsible. Is it fun when you're on Tuesday, suicidal Tuesdays? No, whilst you're doing it, it's quite entertaining. Do you know what's also fun? Waking up with energy, waking up feeling know, great, yeah. like waking up feeling like you're fueled and your body oh loves you God, for yeah, it. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to sound like a pompous twat, but I appreciate When you wake up and your throat anyone is so with sore. Personal like, help around you, you are in a situation which some people are not. But I'm going to be honest with you. Our, mark, our whole business, job, whatever you want to call it, mm. career, has always worked in those ranges of demographics because it does require an investment into a process Mm -hmm. in which, you know, if you might, for example, I had uh, parents that had trainers or people always had additional help. And so I knew that if I wanted to be better, that that would be the best way for me to do that. And it's exactly how I see my job. Like if you want to be better and you want to get where you are, like let's just like, uh, like try and wipe out all of this guesswork and all these things that just make your life so much harder mm. and put it into the hands of somebody that's a professional with it mm. removes the guesswork makes your life easier makes it easier to be accountable to mm. makes it easier to be able to adhere to well, and you know it's you know i i just always like to say like you know those that are looking for personal coaches or trainers are not going to be in a situation where they can't afford something. Mm. But in social media elements, when you have tens of thousands of followers, there are obviously going to be people in there that can't afford the level of outgoing in which they... And so that's when we get comments which are like, and unfortunately, I can't show a life that I don't live. And I think the same with Mark. Like, if anything, like, Mm. it's not me justifying that 150 quid's like no money at all, Mm. but for, for... for, for our us, circumstances, our circumstances is, yeah. like we earn to afford that, and yeah, that's but not our everybody life, you know? eats for performance or Absolutely eats not. for uh, you know body composition goals. Like we could, you know, get that one hundred and fifty pounds down to a hundred pounds if we were eating like fish fingers and fucking you know f- and oven chips. Yeah. But, like, I went to a client's house the other day and she, I said, how much do you spend on your Ocado shop? And she was like, well, for a family for £100. I said, no, 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 no. I was like, how much do you spend a week for a family for? She's like, £100. I was like, 
okay, is that including like your trips to Gales, the like dinners mm. out and like the most, she was like, no. So I was like, no, they more like yeah. spend like probably five, 600 pounds yeah. a week on at all least. of those outgoings. And she said, I said, how much like, if you have meat between you and your husband, like how mm. much, do you, and she got out the fridge, like she was like this. And it was like a packet of 350 grams of diced mm. chicken between the two of them. And I was like, fuck we need like three of those. Like literally, I was no, like- no, it's so annoying though. It's annoying because I was like, I never- I We nev- used to do that when we used to stand in the- The Q&M&S um, with yeah, the meal and deal. look at all the other couples. With the dinner for two. normal couples. Normal yeah. couples where it's like one chicken breast, dinner half a side and a bottle yeah, of wine. There's me and Mark with six mains and like yeah. one- so like literally- One whole chicken, a ba- two bags of fries, like yeah, two things of Ben and Jerry's. Like we always- have like when it came to the meat section like we can't do those meal deals unless it's like a whole chicken but now that uh, george has gone through a bit of a transformation and put on loads and loads of muscle mass but how does it feel when you don't eat fuck me i feel like i'm diabetic like honestly if i don't get to the point where i haven't eaten something like because i came back from london but it's not just anything it's it's your body yearns for protein. protein you need like it just like you can't just eat beige stuff for like bread or I would you know, be like so that. hungry the whole time because like I know that I come back like I was driving back from London I just thought all I was thinking about I need to get like a protein yogurt in me I need to get a protein shake in me I need to get something in me instantly because honestly mm. I feel like I'm about to collapse like in and you know mm-hmm. and that's the reality like when you do hold like quite a lot of muscle mass mm. you build quite a lot like your body needs yeah. this shit otherwise yeah. you can't maintain it and you're never going to be able to build it no. so you know, I I always say that like protein is essential and I know it's the most expensive, but actually if you're somebody listening to this and you're weighing that up in your head, like do some maths, like go and sit on Excel or Google Sheets and actually work mm. out how much you actually do spend on food with your outgoings a week, on drinks, food, coffees. Mm. And it's not to say that you should cut this shit out. Mm. I'm just saying like, because when it comes to money being spent and I think I've only really seen it like this recently, like what you spend your money on when you hand over a physical note which obviously is not in this day and age what you hand it over to you're effectively buying value in whatever you buy so some things like rent or a mortgage or whatever is like your house but you value that because you've got shelter over your head Mm. and you need to pay for that Mm -hmm. when it comes to buying a coffee in the morning a lot of people say that if you want to save money you would remove that coffee well Mm. for some people that coffee sets up their day it's an experience they walk to the coffee shop they get the coffee it makes them feel good they follow on walking to work they've you know they've set their day up and so removing that which is something that they really highly value wouldn't be a common logical thing to make it easier for them to save if anything they need to look over their lifestyle and see the areas of where they do monetary exchange, which they really don't value. And for some people, that could be, oh, I really don't value going out for lunch in the day in my work, and actually I should be making this at home Mm. and bringing it in. Mm. Or it could be the smallest thing of, I really don't value going on the bus and paying for that, I'd rather walk. You know, all of these monetary, it's Mm. what you're getting back in value. And so it is really important to say, like, when you look at your expenses and what you spend in money or, you know, on food or whatever, always see it how you value it because like we highly value what we put in our mouth like mm. so much we we spend majority of our money on food you know but for some other people that isn't the same so then you can't judge on somebody else's life that runs mm. by that when your life is the complete opposite complete so opposite, i always say just yeah. look at what you value and and then that's when you work out how much effectively you spend but 
you know, I do think like it's one of these things where I think most people's eyes come wide fucking open. They realize like, oh my God, like, mm. is that how much I've spent like mm. on food and going out? Like, yeah. or, and reality is you value it. You'll continue doing it. If you don't value it, you'll look to cut back and spend the money elsewhere. But I think the moral of the story is, is from today, learn to love to lift. Yeah. Learn to love. Learn to love. That sounds like a Julia Roberts movie. Learn. She comes back after she's been in India and she gets on her first steroid cycle and she learns to love to lift and she just gets it's really hench. Why is he talking about steroids? That's got nothing to do about just learning the capacity of learning to yeah, lift. Yeah, but there needs to be like a, a progressive bit of a, oh, and she then enters into... WBF. No, or, or a strong, strong man competition. She wins. Thing is, though, with a strongman competition, you wouldn't necessarily want steroids. You just want more body weight relative to strength. Sure. Yeah, but mm. it no? can be used. IFBB, you need a lot of muscle mass yeah. to lean body. So, yeah. yeah, no, I think a strong, you just want to eat, wouldn't you? Well, there's certain. Eddie Hall used to have like. There's certain steroid compounds that yes, exhibit. But like. Uh, more will uh, have a higher marginal increase in strength gains like boldenon yeah but Mark why are we talking about this we're ending the podcast now you just brought oh, up sorry. fucking compounds sorry let's like, end it sorry I'm no. just saying learn to love to lift not Julia Roberts on steroids in a strong man competition <laughs> learn to love to lift and if you're struggling with that and you don't know what you're doing and you're not you're struggling to learn to love to lift because you've got no structure mm. get in contact because yeah, we can help drop us a, anyway drop, drop, us us a, drop us a line uh, we will be back soon to chat more bye. and we hope you have a great day bye